Welcome to Japan According to Akio. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host, Akio, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 64. It was a surprisingly longer and informative episode, a lot longer and more informative than I thought. Covered a lot of topics. We got deep into gym life here in Japan, gave a lot of info.、Uh, we talked about you know, some legal situations popping off, gave you an update on the Nissan Gone situation, and、uh, also ride sharing, an update on that situation as well. Lots of information, pretty heavy on the gym side, pretty heavy, a lot of information on that. But even if you're not into working out, even if you're not into going to the gym, I think you'll find it pretty interesting andor entertaining just to understand how things work in Japan. And it gives you an idea about how some of the systems and you know, things are set up in Japan and how you can kind of navigate those. Again, even if you're not like a gym workout person, Um, you'll just bear with me. It's about 30 minutes of the podcast, but I think you'll still like it. So enjoy it. Hey, what's going on? We're back for episode 64. I keep forgetting to check which episode it is before I start recording. But yeah, we're here for episode number 64. I am back in the house with you guys for another great episode. I got some notes. I don't have a PC. It's a long story. I'm not going to share it, but. Um, I don't have a PC on me right now, but I, so I took some notes. But I do have a show that's、uh, chalked full of action for you.、Uh, I actually forgot to take notes on one thing. Uh oh, which. Do, 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 do. Hold on, we got some action going on here. I gotta adjust something. Give me one second so that I can get one note. For the show, just gonna keep it live. I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna cut this out. I'm, I'm gonna just keep this right in. So, let me just take this one note really, really quickly while we're doing this. Okay, I got it. Okay, 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 cool. Got it. Last little piece of information I needed for the show. Uh, so ho 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 ho. Hope you guys had a great week. Um, I did just busy. Um, you can hear my voices together pretty much. Uh, I don't think it is hay fever, um, that got me, you know, all messed up. I think I was just sick, literally, because, um, you know, I, my, I wasn't up on my vitamins. I was burning the midnight oil. And apparently, like,、uh, today, the past few days have been, like, really, really crazy for hay,、uh, pollen. The pollen count was really, really off the charts today. My,、um, my family's, my wife's just eyes are, like, bugging out of her head. But I've been totally cool. Yay. <laughs> That sounds kind of cruel, but, you know,、um, I've been totally cool. So I definitely know, like, hay fever isn't really bothering me. Uh, like I thought it was. So it's, <clears throat> I was probably just sick or something last week, you know, surprisingly. But, <clears throat> but again, I'm probably almost fully recovered from that.、Uh, you might hear me cough like a little bit, but, but generally I'm, I'm fine.、Um, 
that's pretty much it for me. No, nothing really special, just plugging away. Uh, ideally, I'll be able to finish what I need to do this tomorrow, hopefully, or uh, definitely this week coming up. So, I got a lot of stuff um, tonight, and I'd like to make it kind of a compact podcast, so I'm going to try and jam all the information I got, as, run through as quickly as I can. Uh, I don't really want to make it like an hour-long type marathon, because I got one more thing I'd like to record. Knock on wood, after I finish this, it would be nice. <laughs> we'll see. But anyway, uh, let me, let's just get right into it well first off uh uh, 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 where am i which which one of these am i gonna start with okay well i'm talking about personally so yeah so one thing you know if you've been listening to the podcast um you know i've been burning the midnight oil for like several months like almost about a year now basically uh yeah just literally coming up on a year trying to finish my project and everything and i'm coming to the end of it and i've this week i kind of looked at my waistline and i'm like oh man i i like to generally work out and stuff like that but which i haven't been able to do these past few years and it's kind of catching up with me you know i'm i'm not like huge but i like to be kind of a little bit muscular in shape you know I had a six pack before that's completely out the window but you know I'd like to try and get back into shape a bit just because I'm you know uh, I'd like to you know be in shape man but uh so I'm thinking you know this coming coming up soon start going back to the gym which let me think about the topic of the gym in Japan and um I mean, I'm not, if you see me in videos and stuff, I'm not like a swole, big, big type dude. But, you know, I like to just be, you know, cut a little bit, keep keep myself, you know, a little bit kind of feeling. You know, if I need to pick something up, I can pick it up. <laughs> so, but the gym, so, you know, historically, historically, like in the past, I've gone to the gym on a regular basis when I've had the time. And in my time, I've gone to private gyms, I've gone to public gyms, I've done the whole shebang, and they're quite different. So I thought, I, I've never really talked about it here, since I start, because since starting the podcast, I haven't been working out. So um, I thought now is a perfect time for me to give you my gym review. And actually, th the good news for you, if you're thinking about coming to Japan, or just came to Japan, or thinking about joining the gym or whatever, is that there are a lot more options uh, than there used to be, especially if you live in a major city. Let, let me say that. If you live in a major city, there's probably a lot more options. In smaller towns or rural areas, I don't really think so, so much. But um, let's really get into it, right? So uh, there are going to be two main categories and three... Oh, I almost hit some shit. <laughs> and three... <laughs> three... <laughs> using hand gestures and shit. And um, there are three kind of... Uh, classifications of uh, options you're really gonna have right now um the first one is uh the newest one i'll just deal with the newest one luckily something that's a new trend popping up in and around tokyo 
probably other major cities all across Japan. One of my students works for one of these is the the 24-hour gym, right? Now, what this is is uh, I think 24-hour fitness is the uh, a franchise called 24-hour fitness is the big boy in this uh industry. This um, and what they are is kind of what it sounds like. It's just like an all-night, a 24-hour gym. Uh, they don't really take up that much space. You know, they have, uh, for women, they have a, if you don't really want to do that, they have a specialty gym called Curves for women, which is kind of a similar thing, but it's not 24 hours. Curves is kind of more for, like, older ladies. I know older ladies that go there and housewives. That's more apparently, well, I've never been in one, but from what it sounds like and what I've seen, it's kind of like... Uh, I don't know if it's a physical circle of machines, but they have machines set up somehow where in a line or some like assembly line type situation. And what you do is they have a one minute timer, I think. And so someone will work out. The people will work out on the machines for, you know, fucking I'm in it, <laughs> you know, whatever they're doing. And after the minute's up, they'll switch and move to the next machine and go down the line, whatever the fuck they're, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Again, I've just heard that's how it works. But um, I guess it's not really like intense kind of thing. You won't see like Instagram models doing squats in there. But, you know, if you just want a light workout, probably, you know, middle age, 30 plus, 40 plus, not 30 plus, 40 plus, I say maybe even 50 plus, <laughs> that might be a place for you to go. But 24 hour fitness is a little bit different. Uh, or 24-hour gyms. I think there's another franchise, but I can't really remember the name of it. 24-hour fitness is the one I see the most. Is um, in, in, in the Tokyo area. Let me say that. Is basically, again, a small, compact gym. Uh, one of my students works there. He gave me their sales pitch. He was like, you, should, you, should, you gotta go sign up. And I was like, okay, let me think about it. Um, so they have showers in there, which is a, a big thing. Even Again, small gym for Tokyo is fucking small, right? Um, they have weights. They got, I think, a few weight machines. Of course, some treadmills, some other running machines, ellipticals and shit like that. And it's open 24 hours. I think I believe during the daytime, they have staff on hand. But overnight, you come in with your little card thing, you know, beep, beep, beep. You can go right in and uh work out whatever now that i think about it i mean you might of course if now that i think about it like if you just want to share the fee with a friend if you go late at night you can just boop swipe yourself i, I don't know how that shit will work but you know i'm sure there's a if you're going in late at night i'm sure there's a way you can just game the system um possibly i don't fucking know but it, overnight with no one there sounds like you can just like bring a friend into the gym late at night if you want to just work out for free but hey whatever um so that's one thing An important thing also let me stop here and just kind of break things up by talking about all across the board the one thing you're going to need to know about the gym which i was kind of surprised about you're going to need gym shoes what that means is you're you can't walk in Remember, this is Japan, right? So there's a, if you don't know, now you know, now you're going to know, <laughs> there's um, a clear difference between indoor and outdoor. 
And again, you know, you, if you're listening to this podcast, you damn sure should know, you know, that you need to take off your shoes when you enter someone's house. Again, you don't take them off from the door. There's going to be a little doorway, more than likely an area that you step up. It's clearly, it's going to be clearly designated, like ninety-nine percent of the time, where. You know, it's acceptable to have your shoes on inside the entrance of a home and where it's not. Generally, you step up. I don't know if I talked about this in, um, in, uh, on the podcast, but I believe in just seeing historical evidence and I believe I read it somewhere that because the reason why modern homes have, um, kind of a place where you step up is like a, a, like, yeah, about one and a half steps up, just, where the actual house begins from the entrance part is traditionally the entrance was mud and uh you know that so that mud part is where you walk with your shoes and you take off your shoes and then walk into the house with your clean feet so um i sometimes do it like just touch the that the entrance part with my bare feet you know if i'm just like unlocking the door or something like getting something but you're really not supposed to do that you're you know if there are shoes there you're supposed to kind of step on people's shoes and do stuff or you know put on some shoes and stuff like that which i'm not really a fan of because you can imagine like a couple of (laughs) a couple of times like my wife will have to do something the entrance and i just catch her stepping on my fucking nikes and i'm like yo what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know, you, you crushing my Air Maxes right now just to fucking unlock the door. Like, <laughs> which, so, um, if you got some like Jordans or some really nice sneakers, um, definitely don't put them in the main part of the entrance. Stash them near the door, stash them in a corner because they might get stepped on by a Japanese person who doesn't understand the importance of keeping your fucking sneakers fresh, right? Like, thank goodness it wasn't like my, it's never happened with my favorite pair of sneakers, which would really kind of piss me off, but, um, my everyday sneakers, which I still kind of like to maintain, it's still like, Yo, you know, like a couple of times I caught my wife doing that, but I mean, when in Rome, so I can't really say what the fuck or nothing like that. But, but anyway, so, so going back to the gym, so you're not going to really be, you're not going to be able to walk in with your street shoes and just walk right in and start working out. It doesn't work like that. You're going to need to bring, you're going to need to have two pairs of shoes with you. One of your outdoor shoes, right? And every gym that I've been to has always been like this. I've, oh, Except now that I think about it, I think the dude at 24 Hour Fitness told me, I think you can actually walk in there with your outside shoes now that I think about it. So I think they're trying to make a more like modern, easier to do kind of system there. I think you can. Don't don't hold me to it. But I think that gym, they're, they're taking like a, you know, easy in, easy out approach. You can walk in there with your regular shoes. I think Gold's Gym, there's a Gold's Gym here as well. You, I, you, Because it's like a non-Japanese franchise, you know, you might be able to do it there too. There are Gold's Gyms here too. Um, but don't, again, don't quote me on that. I've never stepped foot in the Gold's Gym here. I've only been in places that are kind of based in Japan. You know, like franchises based in Japan, started in Japan. Uh, and that's always been the case. So going in, there's a shoe box. You put your shoes in the box, right? And um, and uh, go into the changing room. 
every time, right, for all the Japanese-based places. I'm kind of taking a detour. I'm sorry I'm saying this all fucked up, but this is kind of like a basic fundamental rule, which uh, I'm going to get to as I start explaining the other two types of uh, gyms that I wanted to break down. So 24-hour gyms is kind of a new thing. You know, they're, they're, do, they're catering to, I guess, younger people and maybe foreign people as well, um, busy people, shit like that. So... Um, so that's kind of like a game changer type thing. Traditional traditional gyms, right? Here's the, the two main categories that I've gone to. Private gyms and uh, let's say, how do I explain this? Taikuka, um, which is like health center. Let's call it health center, right? Sounds like a hospital, but um, the gymnasiums. Okay, the like so the gymnasiums, right? So basically, every uh, ward or every city that you're gonna go, that you're gonna live in your local area, you're gonna have a ward office, you're gonna have a city office, you know, where you, you kind of go for administrative stuff like you know change of address and shit like that. You're gonna have that. You're gonna have your tax office where you go for your taxes. I finished my taxes, by the way. Yay! Um, then you have a ward office where you need to do any administrative stuff. Where if you get married in Japan, you're gonna need to register there. Yay! And uh, uh, taiku kan, which is like a you know taiku is exercise and con hall so it's like an exercise hall that's why like a health center health if i can't think of the official word for it right now translation it's just the japanese word pops in my head but um so uh for example if if you're living in like let's take kawasaki city uh, maybe you might be like kawasaki shi which is city uh taiku kan which is you know whatever <laughs> health place <laughs> health center or exercise center whatever you want to call it right um let's just call it gym let's just call it gym city gym or public pub, let's call it the public gym how about that yeah, that's probably more appropriate public gym right um public gym private gym yeah that's probably the best fit so you know each city or in in tokyo especially each ward uh, pretty much everywhere I've been to is going to have one of those somewhere. You know, depending on the size of the place, it might be really close to you or it might be really far away. You might have to take a bus or a train or even a car. Uh, where I'm living in now is kind of like a bit of a, a trek away, probably like 15 minutes by car maybe. So uh, I'm going to have to drive there that's that's where i'm thinking about just starting off hitting the gym first a little bit just trying you know get my feet back wet into that but um, where i used to when i used to live in central tokyo for a while um the place was like a 50 minute bicycle ride down a big ass hill um in meguro which is really fun to for to ride down uh and riding back up after i finished exercising wasn't really all that much fun but you know i used to just punish myself with that anyway as like a little like rocky moment just to you know like I fucking did it kind of thing um but um whatchamacallit where, where, where am I going? I'm getting lost sorry um so yeah okay so in, in, so so a, first let me break down public gyms and I'll talk about private gyms to um, wrap up this topic oh okay this might be a long podcast never mind um so uh public gyms are pretty much you know, anyone can go there. You're going to pay a one-time fee when you go in, right? Uh, there's, depending on how the setup, 
There might be like a vending machine where you buy tickets or you might have to pay someone. Um, most of them I go to, they have a ticket machine. And, you know, depending on what you want to do, if you want the pool, if you want whatever, you pay the ticket and drop the ticket in, in like uh, some fucking, you know, the, the off in front of the office or whatever and walk in. Um, now, here's the deal. Here's the important thing to know, right? A lot of these places, you can't just like walk in the first time and just start working out because you got to have a setsumeikai. Japanese people love explaining shit, right? You can't just walk in and start doing You got to understand the rules of the place, right? And setsumeikai is a very important thing in Japan. It's like, you know, uh, orientation or an instruction session where... Again, having things done legitimately legitimately is very important here. So having someone officially walk you through the do's, the don'ts, the rules, and everything of the gym is there. Me, you know, now, you can't just get this, of course, anytime you want. There's only set times, set days where they're available for a Setsume Kai, right? So... Me personally, to get around this, because pretty much once you understand the, the general rules of every gym, you can just kind of go, go in there and like figure it out as you go. You know, you don't really have to like, like, you know. So the number one thing to do is just walk in there and act like you know what the fuck, like you've been there before. <laughs> like, like that's my number one rule. I really learned, like, if you walk in there lost, like, you don't know what to do, like, oh, 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 looking around for the shoe closet, looking around for, like, the vending machine and shit like that, they're gonna probably ask you, like, have you been here before or can, but, it, you know, and if you say no, then they'll stop you from going in there. You know, like, I'm sorry. It, I think that has happened to me before. Um, the, the gym, I, I think, at the bottom of that big-ass hill in Meguro, I talked about the first time I went in there, you know, I was like, I was completely lost, and I just tried to walk in, and I was looking all around, all confused, you know, because walking into a gym for the first time, can, especially if you're not really, like, used to working out, and especially if you're walking into a gym in Japan, can be kind of an overwhelming experience. You know, the gym generally is kind of loud. There's a lot of machinery. You don't know what you... Unless you have a set course or a plan, if you don't know the layout of the place, you don't know what to do first, you don't know where to go, and you're just like, oh... And, you know, everyone looks like they know what they're doing, and you're just kind of... Especially if you're a foreign person, people kind of stare at you for a second, like, oh, shit, there's a foreign person here. So... um. Yeah, it's best to for to just kind of just keep calm. Don't look, don't move your head too much. Look for like a safety area. For me, the first thing I look for is a stretching area, you know, because uh, that is aware where you can kind of take it easy, stretch a little bit, and get the lay of the room, you know, without um, kind of panicking, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and you can kind of like establish yourself there. So that's like my home base, if you will. When I, if I walk into a new gym, that's the first place I go and just, just take my time stretching. And then I kind of look around and figure out what the fuck is going on and um, and what machines are there and, and you know, um, how crowded it is and, and stuff like that. And, and just do a light workout my first time so I can just get comfortable being there. And then, uh, you know, uh, move on to some other shit. Like, because the staff is definitely going to be looking at you, too, the first time they see you there. Uh, so if you're definitely looking lost or something like that, 
then you know they're gonna be like oh you know um not not every gym has to requires you to have like a set to make high or like depending on the size of them on um, one of the public gyms again that one in Megara I went to they definitely did require it and that again like they stopped me the first time going there um another one I went to it was a smaller one the staff just walked over and helped me with some machines and stuff like that so it's not like a mandatory rule, but just to be in another one I went to near Shibuya as well. <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story. Like, um, another rule, like, just agree with whatever the staff says. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know if I've told this on this podcast before, but sometimes, man, you just got to know when to lie here and don't be too honest because it just makes shit complicated. Like, one time, uh, I was in this public gym uh, near Shibuya in, in Daikanyama, this really nice one. I forgot why I started going there. I think because I used to live near there and it seemed nicer than the one, the closest one to me. So um, I started going there. And one time I was there and I think they changed their rules or something like that. Or there was a, ch- a, a paper I had to sign that I was never signing or something like that. And the woman, she asked me in Japanese, like, oh, do you live in this area? And I was like, no. And she's like, oh, oh. And then she kind of was like, oh, well, um, do you, and she's like, do you, do you work in this ward, this ward of Tokyo? And I was like, uh, no, no. And then she was like, oh, well, and she looked kind of like, oh, shit. And she's like, well, well, because this is only for people who either this 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 gym is only for people who either work or live here. And I was like, oh, and she's like, but it's OK now. It's OK this time. And then I was like, oh, fuck. Like, so I walked away. I was like, oh, fuck. So I had to think of a lie. And then, like, because, um, you know, I had to just cut it all, cut off the situation before it became an issue. Because, like, if I try and go there again and her supervisor's there and she tells the guy, like, oh, that's the guy, she, she'll be obligated to explain it. And they might have to ask me to leave or ban me or some shit like that. So I kind of walked over and was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. Um, I come here, like, a couple of times a week. Like, my main, my main job is over here, but I come here a couple of times a week. Is, is that okay? And she's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. And then, you know, it was cool. So I just had to, like, cover my tracks a little bit just in, just in case it became an issue. But, you know, again, the way Japan works, like, you'd think someone in your home country might be like, oh, whatever, don't worry about it, it's fine. But in Japan, it won't work like that. So if because I officially stated that I was breaking the rules, you know, the person would definitely, like, all I had to do was say, yeah, I do, and lie, but... It's kind of one of those things where if I blatantly break the rules, then she's kind of has no choice but to enforce the rules, you know, especially if like her manager or something like that is there. So so I just had to went back, go back and cover my tracks. And then I was able to like, you know, enjoy my experience at that public gym. So. <clears throat> so, yeah, definitely a public gym. Um, the one I went to in Meguro. Tattoos were allowed there, but generally tattoos are not allowed in 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 gyms just because of yakuza related stuff. Um, I, don't, I might have talked about it on here that generally speaking, like 
a lot of places, you know, um, people with tattoos are not allowed to go there just because of like uh, anti-Yakuza association law, which was passed about like five or ten years ago here. So it really um, set kind of like hard rules like where for businesses to not, you know, they can be shut down or fined or whatever if they knowingly associated with uh, people who were Yakuza. And one of the... Um, conditions of that is tattoos you know not uh and so a lot of places set up rules banning people from entering there with tattoos and gyms are one of those places where you you have to cover it up or something like that so um the one of the public gyms i know that one that i went to in megaro uh there were a bunch of people with tattoos there i mean I, again i don't have any tattoos so it's not something i really had to think about but it's just something i was observing like a lot of people showing showing their tattoos um but private gyms i know i do know some private gyms that have a no tattoo policy so if you have tattoos and want to work out that's something you might need to be to be aware of at least cover it up maybe cover it up or you know um some something like that don't just take off your shirt if you got like a big ass like uh a tattoo all over your back or some shit like that i don't know um, but yeah, again, it's out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. If it's blatant to see it, then someone might say something. But if not, like yeah, it, it, it might not be something to worry about. Um, and trust me, even if it's small, you might be like, "Well, it's a small tattoo. It's not like anything." Trust me, cover the motherfucker up if you can. Like, it just make your life a lot easier, right? So, uh, wow, I'm going off. I'm going off on here. I'm still on my first fucking topic. Damn. Um, so that's that's my advice for going to a public gym again public gyms are relatively cheap if you only want to go like a couple of times a week once or twice like for example um like 300 400 yen i think just to use the facilities um not everyone has a pool pools sometimes are extra depending on the size of the place um Whatchamacallit What else do I want to say Yeah again Some wards Or some areas Might have multiple Taikukan You just gotta check Do some research Get a Japanese friend To help you find find one The closest one to your area There are bigger Smaller Different size ones uh, Depending on the size Of the area Again um, Which one thing You're gonna need though Again so you're gonna need two, two, This is, goes back to the shoes You're gonna You're gonna definitely need in, Indoor gym shoes it might sound kind of weird, but they the way I just do it is some unused shoes that don't look too banged up. Just clean the bottom of them. That's just an easy way to do things so that they don't have to be new. Because, you know, the people might actually try and check the bottom of your shoes. Like, can I see them? So just get like a wet cloth or, or get some soap or something like that. And just clean the bottom of the shoes and just make those your designated gym shoes. As long as don't get like your... Well, you can get your totally banged up ones, I guess, but I try not to. But um, yeah, just 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 scrub again, just scrub them real good and keep them keep them looking nice and and, and um, it'll be fine. So okay, so that's that. That's that. Once you go into the gym, though, this is again universal thing. They're pretty much across the board. A lot of places and hot springs as well. You're probably gonna need a 100 yen coin for your locker. I don't know why you need a 100 yen coin. Um, but you do, um, it doesn't cost a hundred yen to get a, to get a locker in a gym or a hot spring, but you, it's like a deposit you have to put to get your key out. I really don't understand why. Um, 
<laughs> but uh, I guess I guess if you to replace the cost, I, I don't fucking know why to, but but um, yeah. So make sure you have the the cost to get in there plus an extra hundred yen like coin for the locker. Nine like nine not nine like eight times out of ten, the uh, lockers in public in gyms I go to require a coin. Uh, and then you, the key has a little like you know strap thing you can put on your wrist or whatever. So yeah, change your clothes. You got your, your gym shoes on. Your outdoor shoes go in the locker, and then you can work out. Another thing. Wow, this is really gym heavy. Another thing is um, I've never been in a gym. I used to just work out at home a little bit when I was like really scrawny as a teenager, um, and so I've never been in a gym in America. Um, or any other country really, but you got to spray down your, not spray down, wipe down your equipment after you use it. Uh, every place I've been to the stretching area has a little spray bottle with alcohol, spray it down, wipe it, just watch what everyone else does and just copy that is an important tip to, 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 to know and you'll be fine. I, wow. I, uh, okay. I'm going to have to, just for time, I'm going to have to I'm not going to I'm going to finish the gym but um I got like several other deeper topics that I'm probably going to have to wait um I'll just run through them kind of quickly but I didn't expect this to take that to be that long I didn't expect to go this deep into gym life but it's cool right it's all it's all content for you guys it's it's, it's all good baby don't worry I got you all right <laughs> so uh the third that, that pretty much summarizes public gyms. The third one I saved I saved the best for last. <laughs> A little Vanessa Williams. Da, 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 da. I used to like that song. Anyway, um, again, you can you, you probably have no idea. It's saved the best for last by Vanessa Williams. If you want to Google that song, it's a great R and B little love song from like the early nineties. I used to like it. Um, my wife always complains that when I try and sing songs, she has no idea what the fuck it is. So I can hear the song in my head, so I know what it is. I'm singing for my entertainment. Sorry. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, the last one, which for me is the most outdated model, which is why 24-hour gyms, I think, are coming in and really taking over. Uh, quite a bit especially among young people are private gyms private gyms have a fucking monopoly on everything or they they did when i came to japan um i'm really happy to see more choices in these 24-hour gyms popping up and i definitely am pretty sure i'm sure that younger people they're a lot more popular with people under 40 one of the reasons and when you hear about a fucking public gym you're gonna understand why i fucking hate public gyms right they have dope facilities they have really good facilities right don't get me wrong um you know lots of uh fucking equipment classes some many cases a pool almost every case i've been to I, they had a pool um lots of staff looking good all this shit however um, signing up was a bitch, right? I remember because you, you got to get in it. You got to have your name stamp to sign in. That's another important point. What you did when I signed up for one uh, about 10 years ago. Yeah, you did. Probably now it might be a little bit more relaxed. You might be able to sign. Um, they, yeah, of course, they automatically deduct uh, 
the gym fees from your account. So it's just automatically deducted from your account. Um, Whatchamacallit? I mean, now I guess you'll be able to pay by credit card, though. Oh, no, I did pay by credit card, I think, before. But anyway, the, 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 the main thing is the fucking plans for the gym. Oh, my gosh, the plans. So, so basically, you can't just, like, walk into a private gym and just work out whenever the fuck you feel like it. I don't know how it is with other gyms in other areas. It might be the same. I don't know, but I, I kind of doubt it. Like, their gyms, private gyms are, the, the basic way it's set up is sectioned off into top, different plans. So, you have, for example... Your weekday plan, right? Your weekday day plan where you can only go to the gym on a weekday, you know, in the morning or early afternoon, for example. Or, you know, they have a weekday evening plan. You can only go after work time, for example, after five, after six on a weekday only. They have the weekend only plan. They have like the 24 hour plan. They have the only the pool plan. They have the pool plus the the um exercise plan you know, all these different fucking options and as you can imagine the prices for that them shits range quite a bit so you can go from anywhere from paying like i think like 40 like 4000 yen or 40 dollars us a month all the way up to like 100 dollars a month like or 100 plus 10000 plus a month uh just to be able to have access to the gym whenever you want to go right and for me personally, like as a teacher, generally the slower times are in the mornings on weekdays. So those, that, luckily, like I was able to get the cheaper plan, um, but that that meant like I was hanging out at the gym with like older people all the time. I'm, so I'm just like the one foreign guy. And I'm just surrounded by like elderly people who are just working out, and they're just looking at me like, "Oh, you're good." Eh. <laughs> It's like, oh, you're strong. Oh, wow. You know, I'm just in there just trying to work out. And I got, I'm just like hanging out with older dudes. Like, yo, man, hey, what's up? <laughs> Hiroshi, how's it going again? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you know, that's pretty much what it was like, you know, um, just having to just smile and, and just, you know, bow to a lot of people. It, it, it gives you, it, it helps your courtesy skills quite a bit because you just get real. Real soon, you're going to have to just smile and say hi to a bunch of people. Because um, they're there every day talking. And you're going to see them. You're going to see the same people every time you go. If you're going in the morning uh, or early on in the day. Because they're there, like, all the time. Um, but, yeah. So, uh, pool. One time, I think, I believe, uh, when I lived on the outskirts of central Tokyo, uh before moving into into uh, no this was like 2006 summer of 2006 i think I, I was really i think my first time really starting to work out after coming into japan i hit the pool as well now the pool is a completely different situation i've only really i'm not a good swimmer and because i'm a bit bigger like people like for japan i'm kind of big like people think like oh he's like a great strong swimmer and i get in the pool i can swim i can't do a lap i can just go like one time and you know and that's it like one length of the pool and then i'm like fuck i'm tired i'm gassed but i'm trying to look cool you know while i'm like dog paddling and like you know struggling for my life but 
it makes me kind of self-conscious because I feel like everyone's looking at me, especially a lot of times because I'm the only foreign guy and I'm the only black guy and I'm bigger than everyone else. And most of the time, there's like older people there because it's the daytime. So, you know, I want to take like swim classes and become a better swimmer before I can like actually just jump in the pool and start doing shit. But again, you can tell I'm kind of self-conscious about that type of shit. Um, but yeah, like... <laughs> everything's a bit of a process here in Japan I think the first time I went and I tried to just go into the pool I had my swim trunks you know and I was like I think I had I think I even had some goggles and and just to be you know on the up and up and I was just like okay time to go in the pool and the lifeguard stopped me and was like yo what are you doing I'm like uh, I'm about to go in the pool and he was like uh, no 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 where's where's your swim cap <laughs> I have a bald head, people. <laughs> I have a bald, like a shaved head, and he's—I'm just looking at him like I have no hair. And he's like, "Nope, sorry, it's the rules. You gotta have a swimming cap. Can't let you in the pool without a swimming cap." I'm like, "I'm bald." And he's like, "Sorry, it's the rules for sanitary reasons. We can't let you swim without a swimming cap." And I was like, "Fine." <laughs> I don't know if again I don't know if it's this is the rule across the board I, I really don't know if I'm mistaken please let me know um but I was a bit shocked especially because I'm fucking bald like you know <laughs> um that I had to do that uh so I had to go again I think I had to buy one they had they had some available and I bought some overpriced one I think and I just used that for, um but, but because then again, I was in the pool for like five minutes because I can't swim for shit. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, those are my stories from going to the gym. Um, pretty much, uh, by the way, private gyms, if you sign up, you're going to get a set to make high automatically off the rip. But the good news is you don't have to make it. I don't think you, the ones I went to, I didn't have to make an appointment because they have so many staff there. They'll have someone to walk you through everything and give you the VIP treatment. So, um, those are, every, that's everything about that. Whoa, we're 40 minutes deep into this podcast. I was a damn liar. I think we're going to get close to an hour. Cha-cha! That's what we do. All right. Um, so very quickly, what I want to do now is, that's just, yeah, that's just the first topic on my list. Okay, I'm going to run through a few of these things, right? Uh, and, and try and get the fuck up out of here. And hopefully, knock on wood, I'll be able to use the computer. I'm sure you can kind of imagine the situation I'm dealing with right now. But anyway, um, um, Carlos gone. Carlos gone. He's out on bail, fresh out of jail, California dreaming. <laughs> 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 he told you he came out like Tupac. <laughs> no, he didn't. He came out in like a hat and a fucking mask, um, in a surgical face mask. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but uh, Carlos Gone is out on bail. One billion dollars ba- Jap- uh, Japanese yen bail. Um, so he's on the streets. You know, uh, you can take a look at that. Uh, wait and trial. Trying to keep it low key, but the media is all over him. So just waiting for him to fuck up and say some say some bullshit like "fuck this shit." But you know, he damn shit better keep his mouth sh- shut. I know that. So if he's smart enough, he will. 
But um, so so you can check on that if you want to and get updates on the trial again of the former Nissan uh, CEO. He was released in jail after like a hundred plus, well over a hundred days in jail. Uh, he's out on bail finally. They gave it to him and let him about the motherfucker probably because they couldn't think of any more charges to hold him. Well, no, they could have kept him out. Or they 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 rejected his bail a couple of times, but finally they just said fuck it and let him out. So that's that. Uh, what else we got? Uh, speaking of the, speaking of, uh, the note that I had to take, uh, before starting was from my phone. So in one of my lessons today, something really interesting came up, um, police, right here police in Japan is a, is a deeper topic. Like, uh, you've heard me, if you, if you've been a long time listener, you've heard me in the past talk about Japanese police as more of peacekeepers, not so much law enforcers, right? They're not going to aggressively be like, you on the fucking ground or no shit like that. But, um, they have some different tools at hand, right? And in my lesson today, one of those came up, which I think you will find quite interesting, uh, which I'll share with you is called something called, uh, uh, Sasumata. Yeah, I believe it's Sasumata. So S A S S A S U M A T A. Sasu is kind of like stab or poke. So, and um, I don't know what mata is for. It doesn't have kanji, it's in hiragana. Um, if you are so in, so hiragana inclined, you can check it out. And I saw on YouTube earlier. Uh, if you type in Sasumata demonstration, you'll see this funny video of how they use this thing. And basically, it's like a big, so you got a big metal pole, which is like about uh, about two meters, you know, so about like over six feet long. And uh, a big U at the end of it, right? So um, it, it might be difficult to imagine, but again, like, so it's like kind of like bullhorns. And they use it. So, like, if so, and I think in the demonstration video I saw before, um, earlier today, like, they showed how a few people use it to detain a person who has a knife, uh, a knife wielding person, how you can use it to kind of, you know, keep them out, get them back the motherfuckers off you. And, <laughs> and I don't know, like, I've seen one, I was trying to find one video where I believe I saw the police actually use it on a dude with a, a crazy dude with a knife in front of a convenience store. Like, it was like three, because not only one person uses it, they get like two or three people with them to like pin someone against the wall, basically. But it's really, I don't know, I've, I've seen it used once or twice in videos and just when you watch it if you if you if you have a chance just just take a look again it's sasumata s-a-s-u-m-a-t-a um and if you youtube sasumata demonstration you'll you'll kind of see should be it should come up but looking at it like and especially how japanese people or use it it doesn't really give me that much confidence that it'll be able to successfully like detain someone you know what I'm saying? I feel like if I get really pissed off and angry and violent, like I'll be able to get out that motherfucker. Like, <laughs> like a big dude, like will just be able to push these motherfuckers off you. Like, or you'll just be able to. I don't know. It just doesn't really make me feel that safe. I've seen a few. I, I scrolled through a few different videos. I've seen videos where like a few people bum rush you with these motherfuckers and they they poke you in the ribs a little, a little bit and then somebody throws a net on you or some shit like that <laughs> you know and someone else gets a stick and like tries to you know 
uh, banging a knife out of your hand or some shit. I don't know, man. It's just, uh, I just don't have that much confidence in these things. I've, I've seen it used effectively in a real life situation. And I was really surprised when I saw like the police who I guess who train using them quite a bit. Um, I was like, okay, that's really cool. Like in a nonviolent way, really take down a knife wielding maniac. That's awesome. But a regular person working in a department store, like I've seen them. I forgot where in like offices and something like that. Like, so I guess if someone runs in the bank or something like that, they have them in the bank, but I'm not really confident. Like bank staff are going to be able to just be like, Oh shit, it's going down. Grab the Sasumata, take this motherfucker down. I really wouldn't have that much confidence, you know, with these motherfuckers with this shit like i think you can you can buy them on rock 10 actually too you can buy they have some of them that actually clamp down around the person's waist like um that close in around their waist you know uh so that you can kind of hold them in place and some shit i don't know again if someone's like really pumped up on adrenaline and they got a knife like and the average person who's not really about that shit is it gonna kind of freak out and panic, especially if they pull push back or start swinging that motherfucker around? Again, that's that's just what I see. But hey, I don't know. But it is a definitely a unique weapon in the arsenal of these fucking police trying to keep these streets safe out here in Japan. So um, definitely, yeah, uh, check that out for your own enlightenment. And you know, you can leave me a comment in the future uh, and tell me what you think. Uh, last thing, and I'm gonna get out of here, and we're probably gonna get to an hour. Boom, there it is. Whoop, there it is. I thought you knew. Maybe you have no idea what that song is, too. Whoop, there it is. Okay, I'm definitely old. <laughs> That's old head speak for early 90s or mid 90s, uh, rap songs. But anyway, um, and Tootsie Roll, don't forget about the Tootsie Roll. Tootsie Roll. Can this we just go? Let me see that to zero. Anybody? Anybody? No, nobody. Okay, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Let's Google that shit. Google to if you if you young Google to zero. Google whoop there it is. I think it's sixty nine boys. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I'm totally sidetracked. All right. Anyway, um. Ride sharing. I, I was looking through Japan Times, J- Japan Today, uh, for any new topics. And one article type entitled Japan to Lift Ride Sharing Ban to Support Rural Transportation popped out at me, right? Now, you've heard me talk before about Uber and ride sharing and how it's been totally cock blocked um, from entering the country. Uh, just because you know of the vested interest in in Japan and in 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 the the taxi conglomerate and um, just the fact that you know people are a bit wary because there's not someone that's responsible for everything. But apparently this summer it looks like it's going through. They've marked it for passages. It looks like it's going to go through. That they're going to loosen up those rules quite a bit. And you might think, yay, Uber's coming to Japan. Pump your brakes. Not really, because they're doing it in a very Japanese way. So first of all, first off, as the title implies, it's that uh, 
only in rural areas. I can't imagine in major cities like Tokyo, Osaka, Nagoya, Fukuoka, shit like that, they're gonna like let this slide because that's where these companies make a lot of money, right? But in rural areas where there's a lot of older people and not a lack of、uh, taxi services and things like that, you know, by opening things up to ride sharing services,、uh, they'll give, have more access. I mean, some people can make money in, part, in their part time, probably. And,、uh, and, you know, older people can get to the grocery store without waiting like an hour and a half for a taxi driver and being and overpaying for it, right?、Um, because they're on their pension.、Um, because they're, you know, on yeah, their pension. So, how I, how I envision hearing this, how I envision it's going to go down is something like this.、Um, in rural areas, They'll probably the taxi companies who probably have a lack of taxi drivers. who I've seen in like for further out parts of, of Tokyo, for example, or, or other cities, there are just a few taxi drivers who just wait at the train station basically, they're, but they're not riding all around the place、uh, looking for fares like you'll see in Tokyo, or you know, they're not going back and forth. So, if you're from your house and you want to go somewhere else, you won't really have access to it. But they'll probably have a taxi company or something like that with,、uh, who will supervise, who will probably have a pool of registered car sharing drivers. Just seeing how Japanese works, this, I can totally imagine it being like that. That people who want to be car share drivers will probably register or some shit like that. Have some certification or some shit like that through the taxi company or some type of registration, some shit like that. And. You know, either through the app or they'll be contacted directly from the taxi company, however, but somehow monitored by the taxi company. Probably, the taxi company will get their piece of that action. Uh, and um, yeah, because they'll be officially government licensed and they'll just run car share services to、uh, people in rural areas only, though. So, in major cities, Um, according to the article, they'll allow for the first time car sharing with strangers, is what it looks like is going to happen. So, like, what that means, because trust me, it gets fucking expensive. Like, even in the article, I saw one or two comments at the bottom, like, yeah, like, you know, paying like 6,000 yen or like 60 bucks for like a 15 minute drive on a weekend night is not really cool. And that's what it kind of comes down to. You're going to be paying like 30, not 60, but yeah, 30, maybe 40 bucks for like a 15, 15 minute drive. Uh, taxi ride on a weekend night because that's prime time. Because the, if, if I hadn't mentioned it before,、um, taxi fares increase during peak hours. So, like, you know, you'll go somewhere like in the daytime, but if you go the exact same distance at night, it's probably going to be like 1.5 times as much. So, sometimes, me, like, if it's nighttime, especially if I'm drunk or something like that. I'll, I'll tell a taxi, yo, yo, just park right here. Like, if it's in walking distance from where I'm at, like, I won't have them pull all the way up to the door. Like, I'll have them, like,、um, stop, like, you know, down the street. Like, and I'll walk five minutes because that five minute walk is going to save me, like, 500 yen or, like, five bucks. No joke. Like, <clears throat> if I'm drunk anyway, I'm not going to remember the shit anyway. It won't matter to me. So. Um, I'll just like be like, man, fuck this. And just like, yo, at the major intersection, get me close enough and I'm out. <laughs> and I'll just like well, hike my ass the rest of the way, the, the, the last like five, ten minutes, just to save a little bit of money because it does make a fucking difference.、Um, but 
But again, it, it's going to be more than likely supervised by a major taxi company. And yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. And da, 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 we're just short of an hour. You got a quality podcast for you. We covered all the um, things I wanted to cover. Uh, again, you got some stuff that you can check out. It was pretty heavy on the gym information. That kind of surprised me. I got deep in that. Uh, if you're not really into working out, my bad. But um, I think just listening to the cult- the cultural differences between you know gyms here and other places might uh, hopefully be entertaining for you. Even if you like just eating pizza and watching fucking Netflix or playing video games, still you know it's just stuff to understand what Japan is and what it's all what it's all about. Um, so let me get out of here, try and get some work done tonight and all day tomorrow. I just like to get some voice recording done, my other voice recording done. Um, that would be nice. That would be nice. My dog's here ready to pass out. So um, let me get things popping uh, for the rest of the night. It's almost midnight. Y'all have a good week. You have a great week. Um, the Let me just mention that the... What is that? Uh, one second, let me do some math. The eight-year anniversary of the Great East Japan earthquake is coming up this week, uh, or in a few days. So, um, key, you'll probably see something on the news about that. Keep your, you know, thoughts and prayers with all the people who have lost their, who lost their lives, and their livelihoods, and their homes, and, and things like that. Um, in in that really really huge tragedy again um i won't really i didn't get really get into it in this podcast i think last year i got into it a bit it's just not on the day so uh i did you know every year i kind of don't want to bring it up but around this week in japanese tv like the tohoku the tohoku area tv specials and things like that have already started of course you know it's, it's it's something that will always be remembered in japan and um something i'll always remember as well and um there's still a lot of uh residual things uh going from that again that topic especially you know uh radiation and things like that i purposely avoid on this podcast just to let you know if you're waiting for me to speak on that type of stuff or give some inside information on that stuff it's not really going to happen just because like it's such a deep topic and i don't want to kind of like be fanning the flames of that shit you know um with my you know infinitesimal voice my fucking tiny ass voice but um just from me and my spirit and stuff like that i kind of don't really want to go delving deep into that because it can go to a really dark place especially with a lot of the continued shit that's going on related to that um i just kind of just leave it there for people who want to dig in dig into it but i'm you know i'm trying to keep things light man i'm trying to give you every day you know information from in and around tokyo and all that jazz so i don't know to call me and call me what you want but that's just how i want the direction i want to go with this podcast i don't want to go too heavy or deep in anything so that's it but again uh keep those people in your prayers and your thoughts and if you have a second take take a second to you know pay your respects so that's it for this week um next 
time. I won't say next week. I'll just say next time. All right, y'all. Peace.